0: Broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland headquarters, they are founders of Hard Money Bankers, REI 360, and our international bestsellers with their book, The Whiteboard. Here are Chris Haddon and Jason Baylor. Hey, everyone. Chris and Jason here. Today, we are discussing the many different motivations for buying and owning income real estate.
1: We're going to try to keep this conversation conversational. So, if you have any comments related to this topic... It'll certainly help out the community. So comment, comment below. below and uh, we'll go through all those. And as always, like, comment, share, subscribe, and we really appreciate you watching.
0: Okay. All right. So first things first, a very common reason, a very common motivation for buying income real estate is nothing that is that great necessarily in the first few years. You're going to put a little money into it. You're going to get bank leverage and your rent is going to cover your mortgage and everything else. Probably some positive cash flow, but you might be more looking at it as a long-term play very, very common thing in income real estate. I mean, on, on one hand, like it could be uh, a cash flow play now, but probably not. Because You are going to have debt on it, taxes, insurance, everything else. You have X amount of, uh, you know, free cash flow on top of that, but it's probably more of a down the road.
1: Thing well, it is. I mean, you're certainly not going to get rich overnight buying a rental property. I mean, that that's a, that's a fact, but obviously there's a lot of reasons, uh, you know, to buy them. You need to start somewhere, right? You need to start mm-hmm. acquiring an, mm-hmm acquiring an asset, Um, it's obviously a way, it's an asset you can actually buy with a leverage piece and most assets you cannot buy like that. So it actually makes it it easier. So it doesn't really matter if you have a full-time job and you're looking to maybe make another $300 or $500 a month, rental properties are great for you. Or on the other side of things, if you already have enough household income that's coming in and you wanna acquire long-term assets and you wanna take that positive cash flow and maybe put that towards reducing your debt on it, that's an option as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about the long-term play of when you're setting up for retirement and you have your IRA and 401k, whatever it may be. Also think about when you're at that retirement age and say you have three, four, five properties free and clear. Sure. You're paying your rent. I mean, yeah, that, it's that good, could really change what your retirement looks like.
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a, it's a, a good thing. I mean, we talk to a lot of real estate investors and like you said, they have different goals. You know, mm-hmm. someone's goal may be like, I wanna get 10 rental properties that make $500 a month positive every month. So. I can quit my job and have that income there to go down go. on. Nothing, nothing certainly wrong with that. And on the other side, we know a lot of real estate investors that are flipping houses, doing lending, other doing other, other things, they don't need that income, so they buy rental properties because there's so many benefits related to it, and they take the positive cash flow, and they, they use that, put that back into it, kind of each treat every rental property as its own individual business, and that grows and grows and grows, and guess what? You wake up in 10 years from now, which is gonna be like tomorrow, and your That's debts true. paid down, the property is hopefully appreciated and you have a really good asset.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 2, another very good reason for buying rental properties is simply cuz you need a place to put capital. Hopefully, you know, at some point you'll be in a position where you have cash and you need to put it somewhere and you might not want to deal with the volatility uh, volatility of the stock market. You might not have a whole lot of investment options that you'd like and this is a good one, you know. You're going to get maybe single digit, maybe even double digit appreciation, and then you factor in um, the uh, tax benefits and then also appreciation over time, it can simply be just a good place to put cash.
1: If you've ever heard us talk before, you know that we value every dollar that you have very seriously and you should put a value to that money. So it doesn't matter if you're getting bank leverage on these things or if you're putting up all the money, let's say you have $100,000 and you're not 100% sure where to invest it in hey, it may be a good investment to buy a rental property for $100,000 that spits out $1,000 a month in positive cash flow and positive income. That's that's a thing. But the one thing that you really do need to be aware of is you need to figure out what your money's worth. So if you're putting up $100,000 into any investment and you're getting a very small return, and then you kind of calculate it backwards and you say, well, I'm only getting like a two or 3% return on my money, that's a crappy return if you're involved in an active investment. If you're giving that, you know, if you're putting that into a money market account, or if you're giving that to an advisor that's doing all the work, and you're really not doing anything, sure, a few, you know, even though a few-digit return isn't great, like, least it's it's passive but just keep in mind if you're actively investing in anything it doesn't matter what if you're actively involved you really do need to be making close to a double digit rate of return that's just that's just what it is because the the value of your time and the value of your of, of your money and like we talked about with real estate in general let's say you do buy this $100,000 property and you're, you're fortunate enough to have the money that you need to deploy because you have no other investments to put it in and that's great. You're getting a good return on that. You can calculate what rate of return you're getting for your money on that but on the other side, let's say you get bank leverage and you get 70% or $70,000 on this $100,000 piece of real estate and your bank's giving you money at like 5% which is good and you know cash flow is great. You have a, a really good return on that. Well, keep in mind if you have to put in that extra $30,000 of your own hardworking cash you need to make sure you're getting a return on that money. So when we talk about the terms deploying capital, you need to really treat your money as investment money, right? Okay. You know, there's no point to put it in there just to buy a property. It's just like any asset or it's anywhere you're deploying money into, you need to take your your personal money into really strong consideration to make sure you're getting a return on your dollar.
0: Yep. For sure. Okay. Next one. Let's talk taxes. Of course, Jason and I are not CPAs and anything we talk about, just informational, consult your professional, etc. cetera. Um, it's common knowledge that income real estate can be very beneficial tax wise. It's one of the very, very few things where you can be cash flow positive, but have a write off like tax negative. It's you know uh, bringing down the rest of your other income and it's a unique thing in that way. And a lot of people for a long time, a lot of wealthy people in the US have used it for exactly that in addition to whatever appreciation, whatever cash flow it may be, you can just have to pay less taxes on your other income because you own it, which yeah. is pretty cool, because the whole depreciation thing. Um, yeah, in addition to the other benefits, I mean, some people use it for that alone. They know that they're gonna have to pay X amount less in taxes because they own these few
1: properties over here. Yeah, I mean, you have you know one property, depreciating one property doesn't really do too much to your tax basis, but you know, you have a lot yeah. of properties over time and they yeah. grow and they grow and they grow. You know, it ends up it, it ends up being a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, it it you know it ends up being a really big deal, and you know it's a, it's for, fortunate as of now we have that you know ability to to, uh, to depreciate rental properties. Yep. Or inve- our, our investment properties in general, and then you know you never know. You know, there's different theories of what do you do as these properties, uh, you know, appreciate. And, you know, some philosophies is, hey, I always wanna trade up to another asset class, to a better and a higher asset class, doing 1031s and things like that. So you say, hey, I've got a a crappy property that, maybe has hit has hit its capacity of what it's capable for doing for me, but I'm gonna take, but I have a good amount of equity in it, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna do a 1031, I'm gonna move that to the next level, buy a, another higher income class property that maybe is a better investment, and I'm not paying taxes in the short term of it. So, yep. you know, getting creative and understanding kind of the laws and the strategies can really put you in, into a good spot. And again, 10 years from now, things are different, but 10 years from now, you're gonna wake up tomorrow and we're gonna be 10 years later. And it, it's good to have that, It's Good to have that ability to kind of kind of move up. Like maybe right now you're into you know lower city properties that have really really good cash flow, but they're a pain in the neck to deal with. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't want to deal with that in the future, and you can cash those in. Maybe a five hundred thousand dollars in equity, and you buy a nicer property in a better area. You buy that in cash with earnings from equity. You're not getting taxed on that. Um, you know, at the time of the transaction, maybe in the future you do, but you know, there, there there's options.
0: Yeah, ten thirty ones for sure. Okay. Also, rental properties can be a, a great part of your estate planning for the next generation. Recently we were speaking at a real estate office and we were talking about income properties and flips and everything else, and the guy who was doing the training um, told a story a story of what he's up to with two rental properties, one for his son, one for his daughter. And around the time that they're 25 or 30, I don't remember exactly how old, they're going to be free and clear and cash flowing and valuable. This one's for you. This one's for you. I'm out. You're good. right? Um, and I've you know, planned out something similar for my son, too. I also heard another story. Um, a friend of ours who has a number of rental properties and is actively buying more knows that he's never going to need the cash flow from them. He's never going to need to sell them. Those are straight for his son and daughter um, to maintain a certain lifestyle and everything else. And when they're adults, to have you know, a, a good setup, a good base to work from, that cash flow. Uh, a lot of families have done that over time. So you can even be buying rental properties knowing that none of the money's for you which is a pretty cool thing to think about
1: yeah i think it, i think there's a lot of strategies and it's really depending on what you want but i mean think about it there's not many assets that you know i mean you're i'm hoping you're investing in assets 401k is or maybe other businesses or whatever the case is on a regular basis with any money that you have. But a few things like we talked about, this is an asset that you can leverage. Um, And the other part about this asset is, just like anything you invest in, there's not many of them that spit out all that much money on a regular basis. You know, most assets that you're investing in are for long-term purposes anyways. And, you know, why not consider real estate and rental properties the exact, exact same way? I mean, we're trying, on a personal level, we're trying to grow our, you know, we don't need the income from you know our rental pro- rental portfolio on a regular basis. So our goal between the income that's coming in, the depreciation we're taking, and some other things, we we'll try to get as close to break even as possible on these things. You know, so we don't have to pay taxes on income and things like that with the depreciation. And we've tried to get creative on that. So it's kind of a self a self growing machine. And you know, you don't have to get crazy. You don't have to go out and buy tons and tons of properties. You know, start with one, then do another one, then do another one, and again back to this. Ten years is going to be tomorrow when you wake up you know you have quite a few. You have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 and you have a really 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 good you know, spot that you're in, and you have a lot of flexibility to do so. Especially, you know, and, and again, you don't need, you can get debt on these things. You get long-term, long-term debt on these things. Obviously, you know, we could have a whole show, which we're not gonna go into now, about how to underwrite rental properties to make sure they're cash flowing right, how much equity you have, and things like that. But as long as you're properly doing, you know, doing this, and you're being responsible with with your buys, and you you're, have good assets, and you have good properties, and they're going up in time, Hey, I mean, I mean, think about when you bought your primary residence, if you did in the, you know, whenever you bought it, go look at your statement now, as long as you're paying down principal every month. I mean, it, it goes down quickly. Oh yeah. You know, so hopefully the properties appreciate- Amortization is a real thing. <laughs> the properties appreciate yeah. the values uh, of your mortgages go down and you wake up and you're like, wow, I have, real money. There's not many assets that you can say, say do that. So it's good to have a lot of those, play, those options.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let us know what your motivation is. Why is it that you are buying rental properties or looking to start? Comment below. Let us know what you think. Check us out next time.
1: Yeah, as always, like, comment, share, subscribe. We're here for you. We really try to keep this topic interactive. There's no right or wrong. So feel free to comment and we're here to help. Thanks, guys.